day for a long, long time, not just for the sake of, of blessing our children and our grandchildren, but passing the blessing on to others. Is there anyone else you would like to dedicate your children this morning? Anyone? Okay, then we will, we will proceed. I'm delighted this morning to introduce my brother to you for a lot of reasons. Number one, he's my brother. Not just in the natural sense, but in the spiritual sense. And he and I, when we get together, our conversations center around the things of God. And we, uh, because we're preachers, we preach a lot to each other. I mean, it's like, you know, one of us will start something, the other carry it on. Sometimes we get so excited, we start amening each other. And, and that's a good thing. But uh, I'm excited to have him come this morning and share with us and uh, see what God is saying. And then we'll go from there. So... Would y'all just give it up for Arnold as he comes to minister this morning? Arnold Vess, bless you. We get together and minister to one another, and uh, the only thing we haven't done that's so religious is receiving all from each other. So I think I'll do that the next time we get together. <laughs> Might be today. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good to be here. It's good to be the house of God. Amen. Not just be in the house of God, to be the house of God because he lives and dwells within us. And I'm so glad that he's made a way where there seems to be no way that we can walk boldly into the throne of God and cry, Abba, Father. Amen. And just crawl up in his lap and put an arm around his neck and just love on him. And he likes that. And I like that. I've got a granddaughter that every once in a while she'll come in. She used to do it a whole lot more when she was small. She doesn't do it as much now. You know, they get a little older. But she would come in, crawl up my lap, put her arm around me and say, I love you, Papa. I said, I love you too, baby. What do you want? <laughs> she said, I don't want nothing. I just love you. And you know, that's pleasing to the Father when we come across in his lap and we just love on him and say, I love you, Daddy. He is our Daddy, you know. So I love you, Daddy. And he says, I love you. What do you want? I'll give you the moon. I'll give you the stars. Whatever you want. You just ask me. I don't want nothing, Daddy. Just, I just want to love you. And that is nothing more pleasing to the Father than just believe his word. Just believe that what he says is true. I love that song they were singing one ago that he spoke in blessings over us. You know, if the church could ever really get a hold of what God's already provided for us, instead of always begging God for it, and understanding we already have it, that it's ours now, it would change the church and the church would change the world. You know, the Bible says my people destroyed. Why? Lack of knowledge. Just not knowing what belongs to them and what they have. And it's all in the kingdom. Everybody says it's in the kingdom. Amen. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is not with outward show or outward observation, but the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God has already come and it's on the inside of you if you've been born again by the Spirit of God. Everything that you have need of has already been imparted into your spirit. The only problem is our soul don't know it and our body don't know it. So 
we have to get our minds renewed to what God said about us so we can begin to believe that what he said is true. Amen? Amen. So I believe his word. Say, I believe his word. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now in Ephesians, Ephesians, the first chapter, in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Everybody say, blessed us. Say, who hath. In the Greek, the word hath means it's already been done. He hath. Say, he hath. Hath means has. That means it's already been done. So he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now the kingdom of God is not without a show, but the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. So the fruits that's in us is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you are the righteousness of God. Say, I am am. the righteousness of God. What does that mean, the righteousness of God? That means that you can stand before God as though you had never sinned. Amen? It's just like that little, well, this is Abraham, isn't it? I don't look at Abraham and say, I wonder what kind of sin that boy had done. Now, they might. No, I'm just kidding. But you don't look at a kid like that and start judging him because of the sins he may have committed or, or whatever, things he did do or he didn't do. You just look at him and say, well, he's a darling. He's so precious. He's so loving. Beautiful brown eyes, just as sweet as he can be, but won't speak to me. <laughs> he's precious. Well, you know, that's the way God looks at you. Just like we looked at that child there. You are blessed. He has, everybody say he has. has. Already Already. blessed me me. with all all. spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Everything you have need of, it's already been provided through what Jesus Christ did on the cross and his resurrection. And it was done for you by grace. You didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to do a thing in the world to deserve it. What did this boy have to do with anything being born into this world to start with? Not one thing. He didn't have a choice. You know that? His mom and dad made the choice and they got him. He's such a beautiful child. Lovely. Precious. That's the way God looks at us. See, Jesus done everything that you ever need as far as your salvation is concerned, and all you've got to do is accept it. Just believe it and receive it. Say, believe it it. and receive it. You won't receive it if you don't believe it first. The Bible says when you pray, do what? Believe that you receive. When do you believe you receive? When you pray. Not when you see it, but when you pray That's the moment that you release your faith and start believing what you're praying for. And what you're asking God for is the moment that you ask for it. Amen? And if you believe and you don't doubt, you will receive. 
I said, if you believe and don't doubt, you will receive. The problem is this. We've all got faith. How many has been born again? If you haven't been born again, then today's the day that you can do that. Amen. Won't cost you a dime. Won't cost you a penny. You won't lose anything, but you'll gain a whole lot. Amen. I've heard people say, well, I'm afraid I'm, you can't, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I can't do the You know, after I got saved, I could do whatever I wanted to do. He said again, after I got saved, I can do whatever I want to do. The thing is, I just don't want to do some of those things I used to do. Because there was a change made. In Hallelujah! And I'm so glad that the Lord saved Donnie. Because he was a mess. <laughs> but thank God for salvation. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his goodness. Someone told me one time, said, Arnold, if God can save you, he can save anybody. Amen. I said, that's right. He can. And he can save you. Amen. And he will bless you. It's God's will for us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. God wants you blessed. Look at somebody and say, God wants you blessed. He really does. Donnie and I were talking about this yesterday. You tell some people, you know, God really loves you. He really does. And they say, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I want to slap them. In Jesus' name. Because they don't understand really the price that was paid for their salvation. Amen. That they can have the blessings of God here and now. So many people wait until they get to heaven to be blessed. No, we're blessed now. He says he has blessed us. He's already blessed us, folks. And he's done it through his grace and through his mercy. Now, our faith is our positive response to what God's already done. Your faith is a positive response to what God's already done for you. My favorite scripture in the Bible. How many remember it? Well, I told you last time I preached to you. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You should remember that. My favorite scripture is John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's my favorite scripture. That's the first scripture that the Holy Spirit made real to me without someone else telling me. You know, and I was read it over several times. God brought me back to that scripture and, and say, read it. I would read it. I didn't get it. How many have ever read something you didn't get? Or read it again. Maybe you'll get it next time. <laughs> Amen. So I went back and I read that scripture one more time. In the beginning was the word, the words with God, and the word was God. I said, what's this talking about? What does he mean that the word is God and the word was with God? Then I read the 14th verse and it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I said, whoa. Now I know who he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. The word is God. Does that mean we just worship this Bible? No, we worship what God said. 
We worship the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who spoke this world into existence and holds everything together by the power of his word. Amen. If God's word ever failed, folks, then this whole thing would just fall apart. There would be no more you or me or the world or anything else. But God's God's word is forever settled in heaven, and he has even exalted his word above his name. Now, how many know his name is above every name? But his word is exalted even above his name. So if you want the blessings of God, and this is how we get the blessings of God, is get into his word. I've heard people say, well, I want to be more like God. I said, well, be more like the word. I want to know more about God. I said, well, get into the word. You know more about him. Spend time meditating on the word of God. Spend time reading the word of God. Spend time just chewing on the word of God. You know, the Bible says to taste the word and see that it's not good. Well, how do you taste it? You read it. And then you talk about it, you speak it, you mutter it, you say it until it becomes sweet in your mouth. Then you know that God's doing something in your life because understanding is coming to you. Without understanding the word, you can't have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I love blessings, don't you? Everybody loves blessings? Amen. Praise God. We all love to be blessed. Well, the way we're going to be blessed is by getting into God's word. Now, the Bible says in Galatians, in Galatians 3 and 15, I think it is, or 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is he that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on us through faith. Now, how was Abraham counted righteous is because of his faith. God spoke to Abraham and told him that he was going to bless him. He said, in blessings, I will bless thee and multiply, I will multiply you, and I'll make you great amongst all the nations. And we know that God blessed Abraham, why? To be a blessing. God blessed Abraham to be a blessing. So why does God bless you? To be a blessing. Amen. I haven't said this yet, but I'll go ahead and say it so I'm clear there. My name's Arnold Vest, and I'm blessed with the best, no stress, and I'm highly favored. <laughs> Amen. I walked into work one day, and the secretary said, well, good morning, how are you? I said, well, I'm blessed with the best, no stress, and highly favored. She said, you know, just a okay would be, be all right. <laughs> I said, well, I could say... I'm uh, getting worse because of the curse and woe is me and all that stuff you know that you hear everybody else say. But I'm not going to say that because it says right here. And that's where I get this from, folks. If you want to know where I got that, it's from right here in Ephesians, the first chapter, third verse. That blessed, I am blessed with the best. We don't know that anymore. It says, it says blessed. <laughs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus. You know, I go to the Philippines every year, do mission work there. I've been going since 1990. There's 16 churches that's been established out of the school of ministry that we have there. And every one of those churches, they have a big plaque on the wall, blessed with the best, no stress, and highly favored. 
And that just blesses me every time I go in there and see that, you know. I went into a restaurant night before last, and one of the managers, he saw me come in. Here he came. He got almost to me, and I grabbed his hand. I said, blessed with the best, no stress, and high favor. He said, you beat me to it. <laughs> he stands at the door and said, I'm blessed with the best. <laughs> and we are. Amen. Life and death, or death and life, is in the power of the tongue. Amen. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You are what you've been saying and what other people have said over you. Now you think about that. And the Bible tells us that by our words we shall be justified and by our words we shall be condemned. Words are powerful, folks. You know that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but word can never harm me? That's one of the biggest lies ever told. Words can absolutely destroy you. I can make you glad or I can make you happy. I can lift you up or I can tear you down with words. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we need to speak life. Yes. We need to speak life to everything that's around us. Yes. I was in, at work the other day in, in uh, this guy came up to me and he said, Phew. he said, I believe I'm taking a cold. I said, what in the world do you want to take a cold for? He said, well, I just feel like it's, it's coming on. I said, well, get it off. Don't take it. How many times we said stuff like that? Guilty. I've said it. I've been right there. And someone rebuked me. The first time someone rebuked me for it, I got mad at him. <laughs> Why, well, you religious fleek, who do you think you are? But you know what? There's power in that. Yes. What we said this morning, folks, you don't take it lightly about blessing these children. If you study the Word of God, especially in the Old Testament, you will see where the patriots of old would bring their children and speak blessings over them, one after other. And what they spoke over them would come to pass. I said, what they spoke over them would come to pass. I've met people all the time that had some terrible things said to them, spoken over their lives. And they just can't seem to ever break loose from it. Then I've seen people that was, had good things spoke to them, and they would prosper. They were happy people. You know, the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's on the inside of you, it's going to come out. Amen? And the tree is known by the fruit that it bears. You can tell what an apple tree is because it's got apples hanging on it, right? If you go out there and it's got a pear hanging on it, somebody's messed with it. You can tell if it's a peach tree because it has peaches on it. So what's on the inside of, a fo- of us, folks? It's going to come out, especially under stress. I don't like stress, do you? I'm blessed with the best for no stress. <laughs> People say, well, I wish I could say that. I say, well, you can. Well, I don't believe that. That's what I do. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I believe stress comes. I mean, no, stress has come. Yes. 
Stress will come. But you don't have to be overcome with it. The thief cometh not, John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not before the what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that life more abundantly. Jesus is all about life. You know, I went to a funeral the other day. And they told me before I got up there, I said, you got between five and seven minutes. I thought, man, you give a preacher five or seven minutes? <laughs> I said, Lord, you're going to help me with this. It'll be one of the shortest sermons I ever preached. But I was up there, and right before this, I started preaching. I got thinking, Jesus never, ever preached a funeral. Think about that. Jesus never preached a funeral. He interrupted some. He was walking down the road one day, and they come along with this young man on a stretcher, a coffin or whatever, taking a burden. He stopped him, raised him up. Lazarus had been dead for four days. And he knew it too. He knew he was dead. And he just waited until he was stinking. And then he went over there and he spoke to him and said, Lazarus, come forth. I heard people say, well, here come the Lazarus walking out. No, he didn't. The Bible says he was bound up head to foot with cloths, burial cloths. He couldn't walk. Have you ever stopped to think about that? Well, when he said that, he said, Lazarus, come forth. There he was. Right there. He turned his disciples and said, you unwind him. You loose him and let him go. And I got to think about that. I said, well, there's a lot of people like Lazarus. They've been raised forth. They've been brought forth from the dead into life, but they're still all bound up with the world. <laughs> loose them and let them go. We are to loose them. We ought to turn them loose. We are to teach them and train them, make disciples out of them, not just converts. Jesus didn't say go make converts. He said go make disciples. What's a disciple? It's a discipline one. But a lot of people, they don't want him. And I was thinking about that very thing, about making disciples. And I thought, you know, we do a person injustice if we don't train them and teach them after we lead them to the Lord. Really. That's why we have that Bible school there. To teach them, to train them. And 16 churches have been established out of that Bible school. And when they get someone born again, lead them to the Lord, they get them in, in under their wing right then. They get them in a Bible study. They begin to teach them and train them. Because I know what it's like. You can get somebody saved if you don't teach them and train them. Satan is right there. Immediately the Bible says Satan comes to steal the word. Not after a while. Immediately means a while ago. He's already there. He's here now. There's a thief here in Destiny City. What's he here for? To steal the word. I know they're in, in the Philippines. They had an open air meeting one day. Princess Arduha. The minister got up to preach. And the first thing he said there's a thief 
here in Francis Arduja. Everybody started looking at one another. <laughs> Who's he talking about? There's a thief here in Princess Arduja. Man, they really started looking then. Someone's even looking at me. I said, whoa, wait a minute. He said, that thief is the devil. Folks, you need to understand the devil hates you. You know why he hates you? Because you're made in the image and likeness of God. He hates God. And he knows that he can't whip God. He tried it one time, he lost. So what does he do? He goes after God's children. Goes after his most pride and joy is mankind. You know, Justin back there. Hmm? Justin. Yeah, that's what I said, Justin. That's what I said. Did I say Justin? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Justin probably pretty well handled himself, take care of yourself. So, if you had something against him and you was afraid to come up against Justin, then what's the other thing to do? Come against one of his kids. And then Grandpa will come after him. You understand what I'm saying? Satan hates you. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And he don't care how he does it, folks. He don't care who he uses to do it or what he uses to do it. He's out to destroy you any way, anyhow that he can. He doesn't want you to realize that God loves you. He really does love you, and he wants you blessed. And anything he can do to stop it, he's going to do it. And a lot of things he does, he uses ignorance is number one way that he comes to steal and steal and destroy. Deception, you know, he deceived Eve and Adam in the beginning. He told him God's word wasn't so. And that's what he tries to do today. Well, God didn't really mean that. He, doesn't really, he didn't really say that. That's not really true. And they believed what the devil said more than what they believed God said. And they got in trouble. And because of that, we all got in trouble. But thank God he didn't leave us like that. Jesus didn't leave us like that. He came and defeated the devil and bought back everything that mankind had lost, Adam had lost. He bought it back for us. He redeemed it. He gave it back to us. And now we have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. But see, Satan was whipped so badly that he don't know that. So when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, you've got to remind him of it. Tell him, no, no, you ain't putting that stuff on me. You're not taking that away from me. If God give it to you, you're going to keep it. You can keep it. If God give you healing, you can keep it. God give you prosperity, you can keep it. God give you blessings, you can keep it. You know the Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Amen. It says above all things you wish for you to prosper and be in health, even the soul prospers. That we became rich because Jesus became poor that we might become rich. Just like Jesus became sin and we might become the rights of God, he became poor. And then Jesus bore all of our sin, our sorrow, our shame, our sickness, our disease, everything that was contrary against us. 
It was nailed to the tree when Jesus was nailed there. And then the way into the holiest of the holies was made open when that soldier plunged the spear into the side of Jesus and blood and water poured out. And the Bible says that the veil was rent from the top to the bottom. The veil that separated mankind from God. Now we can walk boldly into the throne of God, believing and receiving the blessings that God has for us. Amen. Look, somebody said, God wants you blessed. More than you want to be blessed yourself. Amen. So, I've got a whole lot more I could say, but I'm going to stop here because it's right now 12 o'clock. And uh, we've got some more things we want to do. We want to bless the fathers, the fathers to bless their families. Don talked about going to dad that time and asked him to bless him. I remember when I did the same thing. And there was something released on the side of me. Something happened when I went to my dad and asked him to forgive me for the things that I had done. For every gray hair I put in his head, I'm reaped of, you know. Every hurt that I'd ever caused him, my mom, I asked him to forgive me. And they cried. I cried. He said, son, we forgive you. And then my dad said, son, I want you to forgive me. Because he was a hard man. But he only did the way that he had been trained, the way he had been taught. That's the only thing he knew, so that's the way he did us. And he would give us a whooping. How I many know the difference between a whooping and a whipping? We got whoopings. He said, son, please forgive me. I said, dad, I forgive you. I love you. I said, there's a lot of things that I did. I should have got another whooping for it, but I didn't get it, you know. But what you did, you know, the Bible says, you shall beat your child with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. You know that? It doesn't. I was telling this young man that the other day. And he looked at me just as sincere as could be. He says, is that where they get that saying, you beat the hell out of them? <laughs> I said, no, I hadn't thought about it. It might be. <laughs> now, in some place, I couldn't say that. It, they couldn't handle it. But y'all can handle that, can't you? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So, Lord is good, and I tell you, you all are so great. Uh, you, you people, you're just like a sponge. Just draw it out of somebody. And you're such precious people. And I tell you, I want to brag on my nephew and, and uh, niece there and all those others that help with praise and worship. You did an excellent job. That was really good. That blessed my <laughs> And if, if I lived in Salisbury, this is where I'd come to church. Amen. So, Brother Donnie, I'll turn it back over to you.
Thank you, Arnold. It's a good word. Amen. We want to pass the blessing along now, and I, I really labored as to how we could do this, to do it effectively, but I really believe that, you know, as Arnold and I both share in the same sentiment, um, it's good to be blessed by your fathers. It's good to be blessed by those that God has put in authority over you. And I know in some situations the father is absent, is nowhere to be found. And the responsibility of raising the children falls squarely on the shoulders of the mother. God didn't intend it that way, but sometimes it happens that way. Or for other reasons, maybe dad went to heaven or something. And so mom has a responsibility. But God knows that well. I want you to understand you have a father in heaven. And you fall directly under his authority. You pass that blessing along to your children. You know, Hannah, it doesn't say very much that uh, Elkanah had a whole lot to do with Samuel's being dedicated to the Lord. It doesn't really say, but I believe he was in the picture. But because he loved Hannah. But you know, God loves you and he has something for you this morning. And I just feel so strongly about this because words have been spoken over people. There have been hurts that are so deep that some have never been able to get past those hurts. You hear those words reverberating in your mind and in your thoughts that someone said over you, and it's just so hard to break free of that. And because of that, sometimes you make poor choices yourself in the way that you speak to others, and you blame it upon the way you were brought up because those words were put inside of you, and it causes hurt and harm to others. And that's what the curse does. And it says in Deuteronomy chapter 20 that, you know, that uh, there, there are curses that fall from one generation to another. But because of Jesus, those curses are broken. Because of Jesus, those curses can be left behind and you can begin a brand new life. You can open a brand new chapter today and begin to speak blessing over your family. Begin to pour out blessings upon them. And and you know what I have found? The more you pour out blessings, the more blessings come upon you. Because you're blessed to be a blessing just as Abraham was. And God accounted it unto him as righteous. And God blessed him exceedingly more. God was always blessing Abraham because Abraham was always blessing others. A perfect example of that is his nephew that followed along with him. And they became so blessed that they finally had to separate because the land couldn't even support all of their cattle and sheep and everything else. I don't want to get back into preaching this morning. I could, and we could be here a long time. But what I want to do this morning is to invite you, fathers, if you're here with your family this morning, I want you to come with your family and I want you to find a place together across the front here or in the aisle if we run out of space here. I want you to gather with your immediate family. We're going to lead you in a prayer to pray over your children and bless them this morning. So dads, would you come this morning? If Mom, if you're here, Dad isn't here, if Dad's not in the picture for whatever reason, would you gather with your children? If you're here by yourself this morning, you don't have anyone else. You're just here alone. Maybe you can find someone else and you can bless that person because there are those who who really don't have family and the only family you have are those that are found in the body of Christ. And you can bless them. But we want to pray blessing. And fathers, I want you to take it upon yourself to lay your hands on your children as we pray and upon your wives. 
on your family members and bless them this morning. Release blessing upon them. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and I want you to release life this morning. And you can speak death to those things that have held you in chains. You can speak death to your past. You can speak death to poverty and sickness and other things and hurts and and offenses that have occurred in your life. You can speak death over those things and it will happen. But you can speak life. You can speak life from this point forward. It doesn't have to be the past because right now, today, there's a brand new page that's being turned. A brand new page that God is doing something right now. I just feel the presence of God so strong here today. I just sense it so strong that God is doing something just totally amazing right now. So I just want us to pray together. Will you join me? God in heaven, we're so thankful that you have opened up for us. God, you have opened up the windows of heaven, God, so that you can pour out blessings upon us that we can't even begin to think about containing. And Lord, you do it because you're a benevolent God and you're a God who loves us immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think. And God, right now, Lord, I pray over families. Lord, I speak blessing, Father. I speak blessing, Lord. And Father, I speak release from the curse. Would you just say this with me? In the name of Jesus, the curse is broken. I leave the past in the past. Today's a brand new day. And I will speak forth from my mouth blessing no more cursing Father we thank you Lord God that through Jesus Christ upon us came the blessings of Abraham the blessings of the spirit the blessings of prosperity that came through Abraham's faith Lord but more importantly through the promise that you made to him God you've made promises to us exceedingly great and precious promises And Lord, we know, God, that you live so that those promises will be carried out and your will will be done. So, Father, we pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus over every family member in this place today, God. Lord, that forgiveness would abound. Lord, right now, we release forgiveness. We speak forgiveness, Lord, over every hurt over every word that has ever been spoken, Lord, of malice or hurt or anger or anything else. God, we release forgiveness, Father. We leave those things behind. Would you just say this with me? Father, thank you for forgiving me. And just as you forgave me, right now I forgive. I forgive those who have spoken things that have hurt me. I release them. I don't hold it against them. Lord, I erase the record of it from my mind. I will remember it no more. I will speak of it no more. It's in the past. And buried in the sea of forgiveness. Because I choose to forgive. I know that's hard for some of you to say today. 
I know it's hard for you to say, and you may not be feeling it right now, but if you will it, if you will say it, eventually you'll feel it. Eventually it'll become a part of who you are because it's the truth that emanates from your spirit. So I want you to say it one more time. Even if you don't feel it, I want you to say it because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if you love it, you'll eat the fruit of it. So Lord, let's just say it one more time. I forgive everything that has ever been done that has harmed me in word or deed. I forgive. I release in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, again, we release blessing over every family that is here today. Moms, dads, children, grandchildren. Lord, we release blessing, Father. We speak it. Lord, we pass it on in Jesus' name. And Lord, we know, God, that just as we have been called to be a blessing, and we have been blessed, Lord, you've called us to be a blessing, then Lord, help us, Father, to begin to look for opportunities to bless others, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. To speak good things, Lord, over them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Jeremy, I wish you would just lead us in that song one more time. You, God, have spoken great mysteries. You, God, have spoken great things over me. You called me out of darkness. Would you just lead us in that, Jeremy? Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. You called me out of the darkness. You called me out of the grave. You called me into your light. You're mighty to save. You're mighty to save. You called me out of the darkness. You called me out of the grave. And you called me into your light. You're mighty to save, you're mighty to save you, God. You've spoken great mysteries in you, God. You've spoken great things over me, God. You've spoken great things over me. Spoken great mysteries in you, God. Spoken great things over me, God. You've spoken great things over me. Thank you, Lord, that you've spoken great things over us, God. Lord, we're just beginning to understand the impact of the words that you have spoken over us, Lord. Father, as Zephaniah 3.17 says, Lord God, that the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will dance over you with joy. And he will exalt over you with singing. Lord God, we thank you, Father, that you see us that way, that it delights your heart when you look upon your people, Lord. 
So, Father, help us to delight your heart when we look upon you and we love you and we praise you and we exalt you with our words. And, God, I pray, Lord, that you would train us and help us, Lord, to train our thoughts and to train our tongues to speak good things over those that we love, Father, that you've placed in our lives, God. And, Lord, we just thank you that the day, today begins a brand new chapter. Would you just say this with me? Today is a brand new day. I'll not go back to yesterday. As of today, I will speak good words. I'll speak good things. Because God has spoken good things over me. So I'm going to carry it on. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. We love you so much. Would you just love your brothers and your sisters in here before you go this morning? And have a great Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, daddies. Bless you.